podcast hosting for the Run With It podcast is provided by Transistor.fm. Welcome to Run With It. We bring you business ideas from proven founders. Each episode, you'll hear a new business idea and the exact steps our guests would take to get started. We're your hosts, Chris Justin. And Ethan Janney. And on today's show, we have Nir Bashan. He's a world-renowned creativity expert. He has taught thousands of leaders and individuals around the globe how to harness the power of creativity to improve profitability, increase sales, improve customer service, and ultimately create more meaning in their work. That's all great, Ethan, but our show is a little bit different. We're not going to talk about all the stuff that Nir has done. We're going to talk about a new idea that Nir is bringing to the table. Nir, you've got one to help improve the shower experience while traveling. Pressure washer, make showering great again. Welcome to the show and tell us about the idea that you'd like our listeners to run with. Hey guys, thank you for having me. And I've listened to some of the episodes before and had a lot of fun, but I think your listeners are going to have way more fun with this episode because my idea is way better. Okay. It's way better than anything ever featured ever on this show. Nir, let's let's just put this out there. Nir has promised this will be our most downloaded episode ever. I promise that this will be potentially <laughs> your most. Let me. I'm going to start walking it back now. Let me start walking it back. I think it may be a very good episode. I think my product is really good. I don't know, guys. I, I really I don't know if this product's going to be good at all. But this is what you guys want me to give you the quick pitch. This yes, is the quick. This is the quick pitch. My product is all about taking a decent shower. And for those of you listening that are road warriors, you know, you're on the road seeing clients flying in and out of this city, going to that city, having a meeting here, a meeting there, and you inevitably have to stay at one of these hotel chains. Some of them are great. Some of them are not so great. And you're just working, right? You land at 8 a.m. You get in a cab or a Uber and you go to the meeting. You have a client lunch. You get on your machine. You're working and you're doing things. And then finally, six o'clock, you know, rolls, rolls along and all you want to do is take a nice shower, right? So you get into the shower, you turn it on, you're feeling like, oh man, I could just use a really great hot shower. And the thing drips down and you're, you're trying to, Get the drops from the thing on your face. I, I've had, I've, I've stayed, you know, at the five star places, and I've stayed at the one star places. It all depends on where the client is and what's around. And sometimes there's not nice places to stay. And I've found that in every single case, no matter where I am, the shower sucks. Why? It's because it's got this little rubber thing in it that's supposed to limit your showering experience, and it's really bad. So I came up with a tool that will change your life forever. And that tool is a plastic wrench to take off the shower head so that you could take the rubber thing out, put the, the shower head back and take a proper shower where there is lots of pressure and the dirt and the grime of your white collar job get sort of washed away in a pool of soapy goodness that goes down the drain and makes you feel fresh, young, invigorated, great, 
and fresh and invigorated all at the same time. And by the time you're done, you've enjoyed the shower much. It's turned into a seven-hour shower. Seven-hour shower, man. That's right. It's time for your client in the morning. Yeah, you know, this is, there's a lot of work going on here, and you need <laughs> to have a proper shower, which sets up a proper good night's rest and gets you ready for your next day. So my tool is a plastic little tool. It's really cheap. It's affordable. It can go through security. It's not a metal thing. And basically, you unscrew the thing. You take the little rubber out. Take your shower. When you're done, you put the rubber thing back in, and you're on to your next road warrior lifestyle, but you smell way better for it. So this is something you've done previously, I guess. It sounds like you're familiar with this. How many shower hats have you taken apart? A lot. So here's the thing, right? So I am on the road a lot with the, with the book and doing promotional work and meeting with clients and speaking, um, doing consulting work. And the worst, like the worst part of traveling for me is always taking a crappy shower in some chain hotel or motel. I don't take showers as a rule. (laughs) I'm doing a kind of a 18th century type of thing. Yeah, going back to your roots. <laughs> no, it's it's true. I think uh, I would go to the gym. I had a gym membership before quarantine, which didn't make sense recently. But half of what was great about that was they had some good showers over there and it was clean and somebody else would clean up after me. It's just like a nice morning. You know, they had all the fancy lotions and yeah. refreshing your face and shave. It was just pampered bathroom preparation day preparation experience so it's really powerful to be honest and that's part of people's morning routine and i think that it's something having traveled myself quite a bit that's one of the conundrums of traveling routines how do you keep routines while you're traveling how do you keep something consistent where especially those things that rejuvenate and refresh you like a good shower or you know, the shower experience you're used to. And we're joking about it, right? And it's funny, but it's really, really serious. And keeping that routine and, and keeping those things that make you feel like a human being uh, when you're not home are, are essential, right? And I feel that it's lowering performance. It's lowering people's capacity to do well at work. It's lowering people's moods and their, and their sort of livelihood. And I think it's time that we, uh, we change that around a little bit. Give us some context around how big of a problem this is. I travel, or I used to travel a decent bit, but not business-type travel. My dad would travel once a week to a client site, right? Not nearly that frequent. But how many people out there is this a problem for? I think the market's huge, and I think this is a problem for a lot of people. I think it's also a problem for the casual market, too. So my wife, we, we travel for, for fun every so often, and I don't think there's ever been a hotel where she didn't get out of the shower and complain, oh, this is the worst. I can't – and we're having fun, and that's good. But sometimes you can't even get the soap to do its thing, or, or you still have shampoo in your hair because you put it, and it's just like dripping, and you're – and so so it's horrible and your scalp issues the rest of the time because you couldn't get all the soap off. To throw a number here in terms of total trips, U.S. travelers took 462 million domestic business trips last year. So it's a sizable portion of uh, the population who is traveling frequently. Yeah. I'm thinking back to beyond the pressure issue. This is It depends on what kind of travel you're doing, let's say. So if you're kind of one of these folks that 
is a nomad, like a digital nomad. You may end up in Argentina or Peru. And I think the systems are getting better in countries like that. But I remember visiting Peru. You get a hotel room. It's, it's actually a pretty nice place. It's one of the better places you can get. And then you turn in the shower and it's literally don't have hot water or it's only hot water when the hot water heater is full of hot water because it's solar heated. And then you have this electrical device, which kind of is very popular in those regions where that will heat the water on the spot. And that's actually pretty great because it can turn what would be just a cold water experience into something hot relatively rapidly. You get hot water quickly because you have those devices. So I'm just thinking about other poor shower experiences I've had. And is that something that you incorporate into a tool like this? Is there something that helps to make sure that it's also hot enough? Or is that getting too complicated? Are we just addressing the pressure issue? I think it's a good point. Yeah. And I've done some international travel where the shower had been real touch and go. But I, I think that the simplicity of the device and the fact that you can get it through security are the two championship moments. That is what gets the email box going. That's what's going to get your listeners to send a thousand emails on this very issue saying, we cannot wait to partner with the genius near Bashan. Listen, so I'm, I'm on the road a lot and I talk with my fellow people who, who do similar work. One guy literally checks in a wrench and he's got two sizes because most of the chains, you know, we won't name any names, but most of the chains use a certain size. And then one or two of the auxiliary chains that aren't as big as the main ones use a different size. And so he carries two wrenches with him. And he's, you know what, I've had enough. I'm like, why don't you just get like a plastic thing or whatever? And I told him that about a year ago. And it's just a, it's just an anecdote, right? It's not every traveler. But he said, dude, so he's at security and he gets the weirdest looks. They pull his bag aside because it's metal. And they're like, sir, you realize that there's a, you know, a wrench in here. You're not allowed to bring tool. Or they confiscate it. It turns into a whole, like, who wants to deal with that? You want to get through security as quickly as possible at the airport, one. Two, about a year ago, he started switching to using a plastic thing, but there's not enough plastic wrenches and, and things that will fit this size and can fit in the hand comfortably and easily enough to take the shower head off. So he's like derived this thing where it's got like electrical tape and, and like the clamp is like, you know, a, a piece of plastic from a I don't know, some, some Ikea furniture that he got that just happened to fit on there and he wraps it around and he throws it in his bag. It gets through security because that doesn't pop up. It looks kind of like a weird contraction. I, I think that we can easily, with your listeners' help, we could probably prototype it through an additive manufacturing technique pretty easily. I think it's done. I think we just got to cut it and print it. We got <laughs> to contact some manufacturers. We got we to gotta figure out the details. Do you guys love it or not? I love it. Yeah. I, I want to take it a little bit. Uh, every now and then we go to crazy town with uh, some of our ideas and Ethan is just going to flip out. I'm wondering if there is a way to add a different type of service that adds even more value to, to the travel experience where someone were to check into your room, check the water pressure, make sure that it's good, set you up with the type of uh, nozzle that you like, make sure that the Wi-Fi connection works. I think about these professional sports teams that do this. They they'll change out the mattresses, right? And that's obviously outside of the price range for most people. But is there a lower tier at which you can have someone do that? You pay them 50 bucks 
or something, and they come in and they set up your room exactly the way that you like to make sure that you get you know your dream experience. Maybe you like to face a certain direction. You want the windows uh, such that the sun doesn't shine into your eyes at six in the morning. You want good feng shui in your hotel room. You want exactly whatever it is. And the reason that I'm going to Crazy Town a little bit with this idea is because I'm wondering if there's enough of a market for people who are going to pay ten bucks for a plastic wrench, and if that would be a profitable enough business. If ten bucks times the number of people who would buy that, how big does that business get? We're going to sell millions of wrenches. This is the thing. This is the thing that I have to agree with in terms of the way that you're presenting it. Near is you're just making it sound like a no, such a no brainer. It's a no brainer. Such a big reward, right? Where if it is ten dollars and it's profitable because it costs a dollar to make or something like that, then it doesn't matter to people. They go, "Oh, of course." And it's one of those things where it's in the airport store, right? Oh. I got the neck pillow, 20 bucks there, got the wrench. Maybe it's even more expensive in the airport store, 20 bucks for the wrench. And I just want to make my trip. Just a bit more comfortable. Exactly. Anything people can do to predict their journey a little bit better, uh, whether it's through an airport, through an airline, to a hotel, to the car rental, so on and so forth, is a premium that people are willing to pay for. Look at all the major rental cars, look at all the major airlines, and even Uber and, and Lyft. You know, Every time I'm, I'm at LaGuardia, they have a special line for an upcharge, and that special line gives me predictability that somebody will pick me up at this certain time. I tend to use that special line. It's an upcharge, but it's worth it because I I know I can get to my meeting wherever I need to go at a certain time. So this is yet another one of the products that gives people back control over that particular journey. And it enables them to know that if all hell breaks loose, right, and the client's not buying or everybody's upset or the presentation went horribly, which I've had happen to me before, or nobody's buying your book, which I've had happen to me before, or whatever it is that goes wrong the very minimum that you are guaranteed is a good shower at the end of the night or in the morning when you're ready to get going. And that for me is worth $9.99. Have we already set the price, you guys? What's up with that, Chris? Are you I just dropped it You've up. decided? <laughs> I just dropped the it up. Yeah, I know. Here was looking for or? 120 bucks a pop. The shark out there. All right, <laughs> let's take a little bit of a tangent here to talk about some of the experiences that you've had from your current work that could help make this idea more successful. So yeah, I'm a creativity expert. I have a book out uh, from McGraw-Hill. It's been out about only about three weeks. Uh, It's about how to be creative in business. And it takes any product or service, any career and breaks it down into manageable how steps on how to be creative. I did a uh, keynote for a disaster restoration convention and, you know, had somebody come up after and say, you know, near this creativity is great, but I have real deadlines and real things to do. And while you were talking for an hour, I literally thought of all the emails I had to send. I'm like, I like you. You're a cool dude. We ended up talking and he signed up for a consulting, like the cheapest consulting. He's like, what's the lowest package I can get? I'm like, cool, dude. Fine. Yeah, here's the lowest package. And, you know, so we signed up. He signed up for that. And we started to look at his business creatively, which was incredibly difficult for him to do. And it's difficult for most people because it involves change. And we hate change. We love predictability. So 
for him in his business, they were doing disaster restoration in lump sum. Grandma would overcook the turkey or whatever, and there'd be a little fire. The fire department came, the whole deal. There's water everywhere. They'd have to come clean up the mess. And so they did a lump sum billing. And I said, let's look at how you invoice. And we started looking at how they invoice. And it turns out that I suggested maybe we do a a la carte invoicing model instead. And he was like, no way. We've been doing this for 15 years. We're going to do it for another 15 years. This is the best thing ever. And so I said, just try it. And he's like, okay, we'll try it. And he tried it on like, like 10 clients. And those 10 customers were totally into it because it was cheaper than buying the lump sum. But because he had really good service, they ended up buying the whole chunk, which was roughly 20%, somewhere around that, more than what the lump sum was in the first place. So he was like, yeah, this is good. He's like, come back. We need to do more work together. So we started to do more work together. And we looked at every point of the business and started improving it. And that's what I do. I I help businesses look at things creatively. Let's go into... So what I'm interested here is we go into action steps on how people can get a business started. And what's interesting too about the themes that you're bringing here is creativity. I remember my, I'm sort of a creativity fan as well. It's something I love. What I love about creativity is it can take something that would take say a hundred and put a number on your energy or your time or whatever. And when you get a creative idea or creative application, it reduces it by orders of magnitude to one, you know, it's a hundred hours. Now it's one hour, the hundred amount of energy level, it's now it's just 1% of that. So I love that. But I've had people where I love talking to them about creative ideas. My my PhD advisor, for example, he's like, ideas are a dime a dozen, but it's about the application. It's about the actions that you take. So what I'd like to do is move into, we do honor that action side of things for our listeners, taking action, taking the right actions. So if you have a little bit of a kind of creativity free for all, on actions that you can take and shifting them and and changing them according to how to get this business started. So I'll launch us out. So I would say the first thing that I would do, and I'm just going to brainstorm this be awful idea, is try to sell one to my uh, brother-in-law who travels. I'd say, hey, I made a plastic wrench or I'll, I'll just get a plastic wrench off of Amazon. You get a generic product like that. And it's the right size. Maybe you have two because there's two sizes needed, but you find a product that's similar, but not exactly what you need. But then I go to my brother-in-law and I say, hey, I got these. Would you pay me 10 bucks? If he pays me 10 bucks, then we got a good start. And I call out the pressure washer. Hey, I got the pressure washer. It's amazing. And I go through the whole thing about the shower and the sweat and the arduous thing. And it's the way you're going to wake up refreshed in the morning. That's like one way that I would start. It's pseudo creative. It's one way we think about start on a small scale first. What's another idea to start, some way to get started? I would do a couple of prototypes because I have access to some really high-end, incredibly talented people uh, that run a company that does uh, things for medical grade. So we can get that wrench like really like perfect. So I would make a prototype. That would be the first thing. I'd make a prototype and try it out at a, at a couple of, of different chains and then see, hey, is this a good feeling handle? Should we make it longer? Should we make it shorter? Uh, One of the ideas that came up in just 10 seconds of talking with an engineer was the leverage thing, right? Because it's like sometimes they put it on tight. So you want it to be very easy because you're tired or whatever. After work, you want to be very easy. So you need leverage. I said, okay, dude, 
you don't want to take a thing that's like as long as a shoehorn or twice the size of a shoehorn or whatever in your in your packaging in your bags and he's like no you just fold it up and you just fold it up and there's a, a way to just kind of expand it and contract it so that you can right. get that leverage you'd like leave that one with me i can help you figure that out so so if somebody doesn't have a relationship with an engineer this might be an, a first action step for them to get to build relationships do you have any advice for how to quickly or maybe it takes a while to build a relationship with somebody who's an engineer to the point where you could say hey would you be willing to help explore this idea with me i'll jump in with one approach here uh someone could a listener could find someone on fiverr or upwork who can do a mechanical design in a cad file and then you could get someone else to 3d print it so that's something that you could do with no connections. It would be relatively cheap to uh, get someone to do that sort of design. I know my brother-in-law is capable with CAD. So there are people within your network. You may be able to totally. just post on Facebook. You may have a brother. It, it turns out you may have a brother-in-law. Who, there are no a lot of brother-in-laws in the world. Yeah. <laughs> you have some sort of brother-in-law out there that's yeah. <laughs> I do want to insert this really quickly, by the way. The pressure washer, we forced ourselves to come up with a name for this product five minutes before we, we launched the episode. So that name is not even fixed. It could be a completely different name, but it's, it's somehow sticking, actually. The thing I think is useful, too, to get from guests like you is, is there's a, a portion of our listeners that, and, and this is why this show is valuable, is to, to give them the actions to take. Because some people get stalled on what's the next action to take or how do I get started or how do I get into this thing? So it's it's partially about the idea, whether they're excited about it, but us making it accessible to them so that they can say, oh, okay. I yeah. think the first step would be to test it. And then I think the second step that I would do would to begin to market it. Um, I would build the following before we had the brand. And through social these days and all the available channels, I would create a very funny and very engaging brand, very similar to uh, what the Shave Club is doing and others in terms of a kind of a tongue in cheek. But um, then I would do a giveaway. I'd, I'd have a lot of people get out there and trade a tool for maybe a review or trade a tool for a, a photo of them using it. I mean, we can get some really funny and great and interesting shots of steam and you know people like taking a rubber piece out and like you know an old lady doing it it's so easy you know i could do it and i think it would get really people really excited and then i think we got to price it at a price point where it's just impossible to say no those are the pipeline things that i think will enable the product to do well what do you think chris you've been quiet man you worry me yeah. when, you get, <laughs> when you get this quiet i, I worry <laughs> i think it's time for rapid fire oh rapid you ready fire. for this near yeah you didn't even know it was coming. Didn't know not it was only coming. do you not, not know the questions, but you didn't know rapid fire was going to happen. <laughs> All right. You ready? Here we go. Explain the idea to your mom. Mom, this is a great shower idea that will enable you to take a shower in any hotel anywhere properly. Is this a six, seven, or eight-figure business? Eight. Who is your first customer? Ethan Cousin. Brother-in-law. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he's the brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah. What would make you quit this idea? A buyout, a generous buyout from one of your listeners. Nine-figure buyout. <laughs> All right. And we talked about this a lot, but just reiterate it to hammer it home for the listener. They got a head full of steam. What's the first action that they should take on this idea? 
I think the first action that we should all take on any idea is to fight the self-doubt that kind of in it ingrained in who we are and allow ourselves the freedom to think creatively and to think differently. I think anybody in any invention and any new product and service, if you're able to do that, then your product ends up being more authentic to people. Why? Because I think that creativity is deeply ingrained in who we are. It's in our DNA. And if we allow ourselves to let that get out into the world a little bit more, I think that our product and service will be interpreted genuinely and that's a big deal can i ask you guys a rapid fire question oh yeah of course (laughs) for each one of us individually or just just for you together just for you buddy just for me yeah go for it i'd like to know who you've been texting this whole episode anthony Anthony's listening. Anthony's listening online he's been making comments has he is there making comments on facebook are any of them good He's, I, I gotta be honest, he's, 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 he's kind of hard. He's hard on us here. He's, he's saying he, he wants more on the action steps. Like he, he wants more details. He, he wants, he more wants details. a timeline. He said he wants a timeline. He wants, uh, he, he's making comments about the turkey fire from before. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, on that, on that note, actually, is what I, I was about to bring up is in terms of these action steps, like give a little bit of summary of what we talked about so far and maybe putting it in a bit of a timeline. So some things that you talked about were getting the marketing together. And I think that's a really good idea. And what are some some steps that people can take in, in more detail? You said Dollar Shave Club, I love that. Take a Dollar Shave Club ad or research their marketing campaign. And without you're not stealing what they do, but copy it in as much detail as you can to make it your own. So that it's not a Dollar Shave Club ad, but it takes what is the, they use humor here and they talk to this exactly customer right. pain point. Right. And so you, you start with that and then you figure out how you can use humor and you've got to raise money before you do the giveaway. So you've got to do some pre-sales before you get to the giveaway. Maybe there's some sort of a Kickstarter involved. You can easily pitch a product on Kickstarter without spending a lot of money. And at least then you can see if it has legs and people can buy it for you know $5 instead of $10 or $10 instead of $15. So you can raise some money that way. And then after that fact, you can start doing this giveaway influencer promotion yeah. where you're giving it to people. You say, we're going to send you one if you just take a picture. You want to find shower influencers. Shower people influencers. People passionate well, about showering. Business travel influencers, I think you probably could find. Yeah, I was going to say it'd be a good time to go into into uh, forums for frequent travelers or maybe the Points Guys website. Oh, that's good. Uh, things like that where people are already traveling frequently and and you can get real-time feedback all right. Well, we're coming up on time here. Neil, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. You brought a lot of levity to the show here. To the listener out there who hates showers while traveling as much as Nier does, take some action. Follow through on some of the steps that we've talked about here. If you have any questions on the steps, feel free to write in, comment like Anthony did. Everyone who does respond will get access to a private Facebook group of action takers. And one lucky listener will earn a free mentoring session from Nier and potentially a business partnership on Pressure Washer. Nier, where can people go to find your book? Yeah, so it's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It's available all over the world. It's called The Creator Mindset. If you'd like, I'm online, uh, nearbashan.com. Click on the community button, sign up, it's free. Uh, you can ask questions back and forth. We have several people in the chat room and it's like an online community where people share creative tips. Uh, so I'm there and I'd love to hear from your listeners. Great. Thank you to the listener who's been watching. 
and we will see you next week. Podcast hosting for the Run With It podcast is provided by Transistor.fm. They host our MP3 files, generate our RSS feed, provide us with analytics, and help us distribute the show to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. If you want to start your own podcast or you want to switch to Transistor, go to Transistor.fm slash run, that's R-U-N, and get 15% off your first year.